Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Thirst again this morning. Lord, my soul thirst to be in your presence. I'm glad this morning to declare that I love you, Father. I am glad to declare this morning that I praise you, Father, that you are the beginning and the end of all things. You are Alpha and Omega. I'm glad this morning to declare that you are ancient of days. You are almighty God beyond anything. I am glad to declare this morning, Abba, Father, thank you for the privilege to be able to call you Father. Thank you for the privilege to be able to call you my King, King of kings and Lord of lords. Receive all our praises and thanksgiving this morning in the precious name of Jesus for the life that you have blessed us with, for the breath in our nostrils, Lord, for the love that we share. We say receive all the praise in the name of Jesus. Lord, we have come once more to read our Bibles and to learn and fellowship in your presence. Speak to us once again and cause your name to be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue our study and reading of the Gospels. We have been doing an harmonized study of the Gospel. I hope you're doing well where you are. Thank you this morning for joining me once again. So we've been reading and I don't know about you, I have been blessed. I have been blessed by doing an harmonized study as it helps us understand understand the events uh, around Jesus' life. Presently, we are at the table, yes, at the Last Supper. So we are reading basically Matthew chapter 26, Mark chapter 14, Luke chapter 22, John chapter 13 and 14. Um, yesterday we stopped on Luke, on Luke chapter 22, and a departure from how Matthew and Mark puts theirs. When we read Matthew and Mark, we simply read about the Last Supper, the communion. Jesus broke communion with the disciples, and then he told them that one of them was going to betray him. And then I think lastly, we also took on Peter, okay? And I hope you learned the lessons with Peter, just like we learned from Judas. Peter thought that human effort could take him. Ah, could yes, humanly. Eh? I don't think Peter would have ever believed that he would deny that he knew Jesus three times, <laughs> maybe once, but three times. Peter would never have believed it. But Peter was confronting something beyond him. 
it was Satan himself. Okay, so men, I hope you learned the lessons there. You can't confront, you know, you can't change habits, you can't confront the kingdom of darkness, you know, with yourself, with your own will. It does not work like that. You need the power of God. But Jesus told them, told them that I have prayed for you. Okay, I think we saw that in the book of Luke. So in Luke and John, and I think that's what we'll take today, you would notice that um, Jesus then makes uh, a statement or literally shares a sermon with them. Okay, shares a sermon with them. You don't have that in Mark, Matthew and Mark. You have it in both Luke and, and, and John. So you have the same thing, the Last Supper. You have the sharing of the communion. You have him telling them they will betray him and then you have peter and then him telling peter before the cross the rooster crows you today you will deny three times that you know me you have all of that then jesus then shares with them shares with them a very important lesson okay just telling them basic things about how they should deal with one another they should love one another and 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 the likes all right please turn your bibles to luke luke chapter 22 in verse 34 jesus said jesus answered i tell you peter before the rooster crows today you will deny three times that you know me luke chapter 22 so let's read from here then jesus asked them when i sent you without when i sent you without purse bag or sanders did you lack anything nothing they answered he said to them but now if you have a purse take it and also a bag and if you don't have a sword sell your cloak and buy one <laughs> is student is jesus telling them to get ready for for fighting or for battle Yes, it was going to be it was going to be a struggle from here. That was what Jesus was telling them. Sell your cloak and buy one. It is written, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And I tell you that this must be fulfilled in me. Yes, what is written about me is reaching its fulfillment. Jesus dying on the cross fulfilled at least more than 100 prophecies about him more than 100 beyond that okay so jesus said it was coming to an end uh reaching its fulfillment 38 the disciples said see lord here are two swords that's enough he replied obviously jesus was going to was going to die on that cross whether they liked it or not all right so we post on verse 39 because now they go to the Mount of Olives to pray, to pray, which is the parallel of the prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane in Matthew, in Matthew and uh, Matthew and Mark. So now let's go to let's go to the Book of John. Uh, let's go to the Book of John and read how John John captures this. Obviously, John captures it with a lot of lessons, not so much emphasis emphasis on 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 the talking about the betrayal and all of that his emphasis was more on on teaching them okay 
So we'll start at John chapter 13. First of all, we'll see the washing, the washing of the disciples' feet. Uh, that's the first lesson Jesus will teach them. Obviously, you see that lesson also in, in Luke, okay? In Luke chapter 22. Then, of course, you see Jesus talks about Judas' betrayal. It says, John chapter 13 from verse 1, it was just before the Passover festival. It was just before the Passover festival. Let me take that, that verse 1 it, again. Apologies, I was cut off there. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. He knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world, this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. So, you want to pay attention because these are literally Jesus' last last instruction and last action with with the disciples okay and usually they say uh, the last thing somebody says before they uh, they they pass on are usually very very important important to them the evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas the son of Simon Iscariot to betray Jesus so we know that this meal is the Passover meal, the last supper that they shared together, right? It says, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So that was why he told them to put those thoughts away because their own way, his own way of winning was to die. Sadly, the devil didn't understand it. If the devil had understood that Jesus' way of winning was to die, then the devil would not have killed him. Okay? So he said, uh, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Verse 4, so he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. In other words, John has captured everything mentioned what we have read in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, just that no other person captures uh, this part, okay? And we have said there's, there's no need discountenancing, discountenancing it as it's been true. John says that Jesus washed the disciples' feet. And we need to understand this morning what was the significance why paying attention to what has happened in all uh, the the other of the, the parallel gospels, right? Yes, he says so. He got up from the meal, verse four, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He began to wash their feet, drying them with the towel around that was around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Now, uh, you want to... So, there are a few things that I think Jesus is doing, we have seen Jesus do here. It doesn't look... Of course, they've not been mentioned at all before. The first is the communion. I don't know. I'm sure this is most likely the first time 
is breaking bread like this. Of course, they eat the meal together. Um, they've shared this ministry together in the last three years, three years plus. So it's possible they've probably ate meals together, maybe even had the Passover meal together, you know. But for the first time, Jesus had something extra to their Passover meal. And it was the, you know, the breaking of the communion, uh, presenting his body and his blood as, okay, tokens for the new covenant that they were about entering in with God. Uh, this is the next thing, new thing that we are seeing Jesus do. Okay, we've not heard about Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Yes, he had commanded them to, to serve one another. Whoever wants to be great among them must be the servant. And usually, okay, like we said, the Bible is situated in the east. Okay, usually it is the servant. The servant is the one who washes the feet of those who come into the house. Not usually the owner of the house. Okay, if you come into, into a house, if you're coming from outside, usually the east it's very dusty and dirty. So when you're coming in, usually you should, you should, um, you will be dirty and you will need water to wash your hands and possibly your feet. Okay. Remember Jesus telling, was it when Jesus visited the house of the Pharisee and Jesus told him that, look, uh, I came into your house. You didn't give me you didn't give me anything. You didn't kiss me when I came in. You didn't give me water to wash my feet. But this woman has been here washing my feet all this, all this while. Okay. So Jesus is doing something to them that I think um, might not be totally unusual, but it is just not proper for the master to be the one doing it. Hmm? It's clear, right? <laughs> So when it came to Simon Peter, that was why Simon asked, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize what I am doing. But later, later, you will understand. You do not realize what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall, you shall never wash my feet. What? So, what is the symbol? What does washing of feet, what does it symbolize? It represents, you know, serving, serving the other person. Okay, uh, going low. Of course, if you have to wash somebody's feet, they will have to be above you. Maybe you are sitting on a chair. Okay, um, rarely will you be sitting on, at the same level at, as them, but... You know, you will likely have to be above them, and then they will have to stoop low, you know, to wash your feet. And and so it it symbolized class. Yes, it symbolized hierarchy. Um, the person washing the feet is the one who is lower, is the servant. Okay, so that was why Peter is <laughs> my own master. Jesus never. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet, Jesus answered. Unless I wash you, you have no part in me. Unless I wash you, unless I become, in quote, your servant, I serve you, you have no part in me. Then, then, Lord, 
Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, uh, but my hands, my hands and my head as well, which is the, what will happen, okay, if you come in from outside um, in the, the average com, you know, of house in, in the east. In other words, Jesus was not symbolizing to them, this is my understanding, was not just symbolizing to them, you know, uh, the, the normal culture of what will go on in the average, average house in the east. He was depicting to them something that they must start doing from that day. And that is serving, serving one another. Okay, so now let's finish it and then we'll ask ourselves whether feet washing is still relevant today. Since then the Lord replied, not Peter replied, then Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath, those who have had a bath, in other words, he was not talking about just the physical thing of what is happening. Those who have had the bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you. In other words, what he is talking about is spiritual. He's telling them that they are clean. Okay, I don't think he could have been referring to the fact that Peter are taking or all of the other disciples are taking their bath that day. No. Okay, literally you could say, but I I don't think so. I think he is saying something, something a bit different. Eleven says, for he knew, he says, not though not every one of you is clean. Eleven, for he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said not every one of everyone was clean. So in other words, the, the being dirty or not clean, he's talking about, is not the physical not clean. He's saying he's talking about Judas, who was planning, who was planning to betray him, right? Okay. So, if we can assume the not clean to be referring to something like that, then we can also assume that the clean also refers to something beyond just being clean physically. Twelve says when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. And Jesus will explain the significance of what he had done. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. He says, you call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so. For that is, that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. You also should stoop down. What have I done to you guys? I have served you. You also stoop down and serve one another. He says, wash one another's feet. I have set you an example. In other words, washing of feet that Jesus did there was an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So, simply, Jesus says, I am setting for you an example. What example did he set? The example of the one who claims to be the greater one. 
stooping down to serve to serve the one who in quotes is the servant okay jesus says you call me lord right i am the lord but i am the one now washing your feet so the question this morning is do you think that by this experience jesus wants us to be performing feet washing as a doctrine my simple response is i don't think so i would think that the doctrine of feet washing is serving one another yes serving stooping down not just serving one another and and it's good to serve one another to you know to do things for one another but no this one is stooping down okay are going the extra mile okay to to serve one another that's in my own opinion is the doctrine of feet washing so if i don't know if if maybe where you are around where a, a church or an organization is is a place where the washing of feet will symbolize this service to the other people then maybe that's fine but you want to agree with me that it would not apply to every church especially in every environment washing of feet you know will not would not make sense maybe buying of food <laughs> buying of food or or visiting somebody you know where where you should not be the one to be visiting others uh, being the one that is important they should be the one visiting you it would be um what links to or connects to this example that jesus has shared hallelujah all right let's look at jesus at jesus talking about his betrayal he says i am not i am not referring to all of you i know those i have chosen but this is to fulfill this message of the scripture he who shared my bread has turned against me okay lining up that psalm 41 verse 9 lining up exactly with all with the synoptic gospel okay so the book of john totally perfectly lines up with the synoptic gospel verse 19 i am telling you now before it happens so that when it does happen you will believe that i am who i am you will believe that I am who I am. Very truly, I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sends me. Okay? So very clearly this morning, we must realize this very important lesson. If you reject Jesus, you reject the Father. If you accept Jesus, you accept the father okay very importantly okay if you accept him then you have accepted the one who sent him if you reject jesus you are rejecting the one who sent him verse 21 says after he had said this jesus was troubled in spirit and testified very truly i tell you one of you is going to betray me one of you is going to betray me. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. So it is, did Jesus wash Judas's feet? Yes, he did. <laughs> oh, because we know that 
when he told them, when he was stirred up in his spirit and, you know, was grieved in his spirit and told them that one of them was going to betray him, we know that when Judas was still there because Judas also asked him, am I the one? So did Jesus wash Judas' feet? Yes. His disciples stared at one another at a loss to know which of them he meant. One of them, the, one of them, the disciple whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter motioned to this disciple and said, Ask him which one he means. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked him, that's, that's talking about John now. John is the one that we are, they are referring to as the disciple Jesus loved. He asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I will give this piece of bread when I have dipped it into the dish. Now, sincerely, this looks like no other person captures this, okay? Only John captures this because, sorry, if you read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all of them, Jesus simply said, the one who has dipped his hand into the same bowl with me is betraying me, okay? But John says that this happened. He says, would the person that the one to whom I give this piece of bread when I have dipped it into the dish is the one. He then dipping the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. As soon as Judas took the bread, Satan entered into him. Okay, so the question is, had Satan not already entered Judas? Because at this point, we know that before Jesus, before Judas came to this feast, Judas was already planning to betray Jesus. Okay, if we read and arrange it with all the others with the other synoptic gospel, we know that it was from the woman with the alabaster box that was when Judas went to the officers and then to the chief priests that he was going to look for an opportunity to betray Jesus. So Satan entering him here, it's not that this was what led him, because there are those who want to claim that it was after Satan entered Judas here that Judas went to betray Jesus. That's if, if yeah, that's not true. So Jesus told him, what you are about to do, do quickly. Because sincerely, when Jesus said this, all the disciples, all the apostles, disciples did not know or realize that Judas was going to betray him. Because remember, I said, if Peter knew that Jesus was going to betray him, they would have stopped Jesus dying. He says, What you are about to do, do quickly. But no one at the mill understood why Jesus said this to him. Since Judas had charge of the money, some thought Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the festival. And this is very important. For the festival, remember I said the festival continues for seven days. For seven days, okay? So, don't make a mistake. The, this is already the first day. This is the day where the, first, the Passover meal, meal you know, uh, the Passover lamb is killed. That's the day that this is happening. So when he says it should go and prepare for the fast for the festival, of course there are other things that happen during the festival. He says, or to give something to the poor, verse 30, as soon as 
Jude, as soon as Judas had taken, had taken the bread, he went out and it was night. Now let's read about Jesus predicting Peter's denial because this is what we read in all the in the in the other synoptic gospel. He said, when he had gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God and God, Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son, the Son in himself, and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while, a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must, you must love one, you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Simon, Simon asked him, Lord, where are you going? Simon asked him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus replied, where I am going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow after. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Then Jesus answered, Will you really lay down your life for me? Very truly, I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. So only Mark, only Mark says before the rooster crows three times, you will, you will betray me. All right. So that's John chapter 13. And we'll stop there. Obviously, with the book of John, it continues on to John chapter 14, which is what we will read tomorrow. John chapter 14, John chapter 15, and even John chapter 16. Jesus continues this teaching with, with the disciples. So let's stop here today and let's draw our lessons, our lessons from, from our read today. First of all, Jesus says, and very importantly, I hope you didn't miss it. This is how people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Okay? People will know that we are children of God, verse 34 and 35. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you. How did Jesus love, the, love us? He loved us to the point of dying, dying on the cross for us. He says, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Our most important assignment in this world is love. What Jesus will ask us on that day when we stand before him is loving one another. Okay, very importantly. And then we also learned about, we've, of course, we, we have gone over um, Peter denying Jesus and we have said, look, it is beyond, uh, if you try to use, use your human strength and your own self-will, you will fail any and every time. Okay, but that's not my emphasis. My other emphasis is the washing of feet, which more than ever communicates this love and serving one another what is jesus telling us to do we must stoop down to where we serve one another okay 
be willing to extend yourself, stretch yourself for your brother. Many of us will not go beyond what we are comfortable with for the other person. Jesus is saying, no, I have washed your feet. I want you to wash each other's feet. So I'm charging someone this morning. This is how the world will know you are a Christian. By loving. I am charging someone this morning. Find somebody's feet to wash. Find somebody to extend yourself and serve. Stoop down to serve. Stoop down to be a blessing to. And the Lord will bless you. Father, we say thank you this morning. We ask, Lord, help us to be doers of this world. Help us to love one another and to serve one another. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.